What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we've got a special 20-year tribute for Erica Badu's sophomore album, Mama's Gun, released November 21st, 2000. And it's a very special episode today. Um, obviously, we're rejoined by our, our friend of the podcast, very special friend, Haz. Say what's up to the people. Hey, y'all. And the other reason why it's a special episode is because Yinka is back in town, and but I mean back in town, he is back in the Northern Virginia area. VA, VA. The yeah. last time he and I recorded in the same studio together was in January of 2019. That sounds right, yeah. Something along the lines of that, yeah. So um, he's back from Chicago. I'm not sure. Is this permanent? Is just whatever? I guess we'll see. I we guess we'll to see. Be, to be decided. So we're, <laughs> we're recording in the same space and uh, we are all, I think, relatively socially distanced. We've got uh, we got 20 years for Erica Badu, and uh, this is another big one in the I guess the the neo soul surge in the uh, late 90s, uh, early 2000s here. Yeah, but but you had previously mentioned that you don't consider this a neo soul album. So, so. I yeah. all right. So I got my words mixed up. So I don't believe that Erica Badu is a neo soul artist. I never thought she has been. I do think okay. that this is a neo soul album. So I got my words mixed around there. Um, okay. And the reason why I need to emphasize that is because that was the the argument that Haas and I used to have. Yeah. Right. Was she a neo-soul artist? Not whether or not this album was neo-soul. This okay. I do think is a neo-soul album. Right. Okay, yes. interesting. Yes. So so you want to elaborate on why you don't think she's a neo-soul artist? I think that's Because I think that her Badu, Baduism comes out in 1997. Yeah, sounds yeah. right. And neo-soul isn't an official genre. Though. Yeah, it's just she like, predates it for sure. Yeah, predates right. it, right? And I think that she, where her music goes, it goes in this direction because of the people that she was collaborating with. Mm. But I think that Erica Badu is an artist. Okay. And most artists, they always grow. They never really stick to one thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that I even saw back when, 10 years ago, when she and I were debating this topic, I mean, I okay. saw it then, I was like, she's not like, when I think of a neo soul artist, okay. I could think of Jill Scott, but right. someone like was it like Vivian Green right. or okay. like Bilal uh -huh. or Duelle, okay. Music Soul Child? Like those are neo soul artists. Like that's hmm. their lane, that's their bag. So here's a question. Go ahead. Would you consider D'Angelo? I was uh, just about a, a neo soul artist. D'Angelo is a tricky one just because after Voodoo. He disappears for fifteen years. Fair, but he predates Baduism, pre uh -huh. yes, as well as as that whole run. So I think that I. I would be curious to see, had he not fallen off and he continued to make music, I'd be curious to see where his music went. Mm. I generally probably won't consider him a neo-soul artist, but I mm. think that he's one of the people who influenced the neo-soul sound. That's so interesting, because to me, like, it, Badu, like, okay, so Badu's first hit was Tyrone, right? And Tyrone is exactly the the blueprint for the people you're talking about. The Vivian Greens and all those sure. people, they all come out of that mold. Well, and so, On and On is a, is a first actual hit. Tyrone is yeah. even on the first album. I thought Tyrone was the... No, oh, no that was yeah. on the, the live. There's a live. But joke. that was the first like like huge hit to where she was everywhere, right? Yeah, but On and On was very like... Yeah, okay. The and, epitome um, of Neo Soul. I, I feel like she's a neo soul. That's what I'm saying. I feel like she's a so, neo soul artist. And, and I guess I have to jump in because Go ahead. obviously I think my stance at the time, I was like, no, she's a neo soul artist right. because I felt like she created it. Now in hindsight, I, you know, opinions are, you know, they, they can change. Mm -hmm. I, I would have to say that you were actually right. You had the foresight 
appreciate that. Appreciate no, that. it was it was a big <laughs> it was a big debate. So you two would say that she's not an ESO artist? I don't think so. Today, no, I wouldn't say that. And what and what would you be your reasoning? Um, just to see. Well, obviously, I didn't have the foresight to see how her music was gonna evolve. But even mm. if you think about like her experimentation, even later on in her her you know albums that came after this it mm. was it was a little less neo soul and very much just she but was see an i feel like that's not fair right because because genres also evolve right mm -hmm. rock True. sounded like something in sure. the 40s 60s whatever right and then and now it sounds like what it sounds like today right mm -hmm. so so to say that neo soul can only sound like 2000 is unfair to neo soul it's not saying that it can only sound like 2000 but if you it's, it's still a feeling associated with it. Like, I feel like even though rock has evolved, mm -hmm. you still, like, you know a rock joint when you hear a rock joint. I feel like Neo Soul now, like, I I personally don't feel like it exists. I think it's evolved into a mm -hmm. different type of soul or R&B. I don't think that yeah. anyone would still, you know, acknowledge or, or come out and say, oh, I'm a Neo Soul artist. So then the, your thought process for both D'Angelo and Erica is that they're, they're artists that are that are larger than, than what, what Neo Soul contains. Yeah. I would be curious again about D'Angelo. I think that given his catalog, if you wanted to say he's a neo soul artist, I'm fine with that. Like I said, I'd be curious to see curious. what would have happened had he continued to make music the way mm -hmm. we anticipated and and not had yeah. he had the problems that he suffered. So mm -hmm. it's 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 you know, like given his catalog, Brown Sugar, Voodoo, fine. That's if you want to call him a neo soul artist, neo soul artist like I'm, I'm good with that. But I mean like there were a, a a lot of artists that were just coming out with records that had mm -hmm. that same yeah. neo soul vibe. And like mm -hmm. to me, like after after Mama's Gun, like that's not Badu. Like the, the Worldwide Underground is not a neo soul but, album. But all I'm saying is, right, my, my counter argument is the difference between Badu and those people you're talking about is their output stopped. So it's mm -hmm. like if if Vivian Green and and maybe Vivian Green is making music right now. Let me not you know say that like I know. But it's also not just her. There's also yeah, the, a, the the other artists in that vein. As she well. was the person you mentioned, right? So another well, she great was, she was several. Uh, another great was, example is Music Soul Child, right? right? So he's a product of that time frame, that whole camp. He's making hip hop albums or you know trap albums later on down the line. So okay. it's like you know I, I just I I guess we're calling maybe we're calling neo soul an era or a movement as opposed to calling it a genre of music. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. If I look at Jill Scott's second album, um, the one with uh, Golden on it, to me that's still like mm -hmm. a neo soul album. Yeah. Worldwide Underground comes out what two thousand and two two thousand three three. Yeah. That is not a neo soul album. The, the 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 other ones that followed that the Americas, um, mm -hmm. New America, New America. That is one and definitely two. not a neo soul album. Mm -hmm. So, okay, if you're gonna say Baduism, well, that predates this, mm -hmm. and then you're gonna say Mama's Gun, but like that's really it. And then the yeah. next projects she did are are not in that lane. Mm -hmm. So to me, I'm like that's just an artist who happened to be yeah. at the start making music at the start of the neo soul movement because that's what yeah. she was feeling but like yeah. i don't think that that's who she was where I, yeah. I i think that those other artists oh this is who they are mm -hmm. now maybe they have evolved since then fine but like i just don't see that for badu that's interesting so so you know uh jay dilla passes in 2006 right um yeah. does 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 neo soul then you know die if jay dilla d doesn't die like could it could it have evolved and become something else as well whether or not Neo Soul continues after, you know, if, if Jay Dilla doesn't pass, it probably would have evolved either way. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but to my earlier point, I mean, Badu was evolving even before yeah. we get to that point. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of that's kind of my greater part. I just I, I don't see her as a neo soul artist. I yeah. just think that she happened to be making music. Probably her best album at a time when neo soul was at its peak, or not maybe not necessarily at its peak, but yeah. when it was like really really surging. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. Anyway, completely tangential, but I like it. So. Uh, so we're going to go into more talk about, about the album. Yeah, I mean, why don't we get into the the, the where we use? And uh, Haz, do you want to start us off? So I believe I was what? Who? I'm about to date myself. 17? Sure. High school? That about to sense. graduate? Maybe getting ready for college? It, it should be the fall of your senior year in high school. Yeah. So I remember, like, as I was looking at the date, I was telling Allah that in my spirit, I was in college when I was really vibing to it, but I was only right. 17. So I think that I probably was listening to a few of the singles, but I wasn't like fully into the album until mm. like undergrad. Okay. I think that that's a, a good thing to discuss just because I was having a, a, a debate with um, a friend of mine and he's what, he's like 28 mm. and we're, I'm not going to tell you what the debate was about. It's, it's, it's kind of the stupid shit, but he was saying that like, well, he asked me, he was like, Outlaw, what's the last album you listened to? And I said, uh, the, the Busta Rhymes joint. He's like, yo, mm -hmm. there's been like 30 albums to come out since then. I was like, okay, That's fair. fair point. And so I asked him, I was like, well, how long did you sit with the last album you, you, you listened to? He's like, right. oh, two weeks. And I go on for something else. And I'm like, dude, like <laughs> the, the, the point, the ultimate point of like this debate was like how music will be cataloged like in future years. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to tell him was like, look, like you sat with something for 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 two weeks, right? Mm -hmm. We used to sit for albums for two years, yeah. absolutely. Like just yeah. for like Black on Both Sides is not an album that I stopped listening to regularly right. until maybe like two thousand and four. Mm. You know, and that album came out in what nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying like, and and I think that because uh, you had asked me or you had sent me a text basically saying what you had just said. Mm -hmm. They're like, man, I thought this album came out when I was in college. I was like, yeah, because yeah. you were still listening to it. Yeah. In college, like right. that's the way we used to digest music. That's a great point. You know, it didn't it didn't stop being good just because well it came out like last year. It's like nah, right. like I still I still vibe with this. Yeah. yeah. And you know, maybe it's just because there was less music coming out all the time. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I also think the artists just put more time into their into their albums. And of course that's yeah. a tangential point. But mm -hmm. it's it's also, you know, it's also not just about the artists, but also about the consumption. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really interesting to see these things like, for example, the ocean spray Fleetwood Mac thing, right? Where it's yeah. like it's like a dude is skateboarding and all of a sudden this whole generation's like, oh my God, this song's amazing. Yeah, the song predates you, but right. you know, that we we interact with with moments and it's all about these like kind of viral moments that we yeah. can tidbit and you know and regram and retweet and re whatever um and so it's just interesting how those are the things that give people the ability to like go back and really sit with and enjoy music and so it's just it's so different it's almost like a paradigm shift or like you know chicken or the egg it's it's almost like the egg exists first now and you know that that's what makes people actually really connect with a piece of music mm -hmm. so going back to your point about you know you were listening to the hits in high school, but then you really sat with it in college. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the contrast between, you know, 17-year-old Haas, who right. is only listening to a couple hits, yeah. versus 19, 20-year-old Haas, who is still listening to this music. And like, why do you think that this is an album that you continue to listen to two and three years after its release? Yeah, so 17-year-old Haas, like you said, was listening to the hits. And like, I meant to mention this in, in the last episode that I was featured on. 
soundtrack um, albums were really big too. And so yeah, yeah. I was very much into that vibe. Yeah. Right. So then when I, I go to college, probably around 1920, that's when I went natural. I started hosting my open mic at the student union. So mm-hmm. like I was very, I was in my artsy bag. Okay. And so I was always looking for vibes to, mm. to do my assignments to. And that's okay. that I think that's what I essentially started to gravitate towards. All right. Did something change about the way you consumed music? Like uh, other than, you know, to, to make you go from just listening to the singles to mm-hmm. now I'm going to sit with the album. Like what changed in terms of the way you listen to music? Um, it was just probably socialized like within my circle of friends okay. that, that kind of evolved also. And so, um, you know, I went to school in the mountains. So it was, it was a little, you know, we had our little sex and groups of people but um just communicating with with my homeboys that went to other schools and we would just kind of like that's how we would commune it's just over albums and so don't you miss that yeah i really do miss that (laughs) by the way if you hear the the sloshes in the background we're sitting here enjoying these mimosas on a fine saturday afternoon yeah man you know dc got a mimosa culture so we certainly do shut it down we certainly do we got to get the mimosas going (laughs) So Yinka, where were you when uh, when you? I guess when this album came out, and when you did, did you sit with this album when it came out? Definitely did not. Okay. Um, and I was one of the people that kind of rebelled against this album. Really? In wow. that? Um, wow. Because you know, I told you, about, I told y'all on the Jill Scott episode about how when when Erica first came out, right? It was almost like. You know, we got to set the scene of, of the late 90s, right? Do that, um, do it, do it. Battle do it. of the sexes, um, you know, can you pay my bills versus, you know, whatever <laughs> the sporty thieves was putting out, no scrubs, no pigeons, like, no you pigeons. know, all this stuff. So it was just like the hip hop guys was, you know, we 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 had our own thing. We, you know, oh, F them over there. And the girls was, oh, F them broke ass niggas over there. So I just, you know, I feel like a lot of the music that was, um, that was like viscerally, anti-male in any way we mm. really rebelled against so when okay. tyrone came out like I, and we talked about this on the on that yeah. that, that episode like yeah. i was like oh nah you know this chick is she trying to throw this dude's this dude shit out like no nah, no way right so but he had so, it coming and then and then when when this album comes out um the single was bag lady mm-hmm. and so you know at the time i'm you know explosive i'm all yes. them records right yeah. so so i'm like oh this Tyrone chick, now she want to come and she want to sample Dr. Dre shit? What? You know what I'm saying? So my perspective, and I feel like Haas wants to make a I was going to say, thank you for, for bringing that up. That's mm. how I got ready for, for parties off campus. Oh, yeah. Was, was that? Lady. Yeah, but it was the explosive, the explosive version. Yeah, 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 yeah. So explosive, you know, I be, me being this West Coast kid, explosive was a, a classic, uh, right? It, it and so is a classic. We, we, yeah, yeah, so it's like, it, that's a record we all know top to bottom, you know, corrupts. Explicitly laden <laughs> verse, Jesus. top to bottom. Anybody can rap that shit from California. Anybody. So, you know, then I hear this song that's you know got the same sample, which, of course, I'm not making music yet, yeah. so I don't understand that. Oh, you know, they sampled the Isaac Hayes, right? Yeah. They both sampled the same record. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm like, oh, she took right. this Dr. Dre song, yeah. so I don't want to hear this remake of a Dr. Dre song. So, yeah. so I didn't listen to it. Um, and I don't think I really interacted with this album until college. Okay. Um, and funny enough, you know, you you talk about Worldwide Underground and how it's a, you know, it's a departure. Mm-hmm. But Worldwide Under- Underground was the record that made me come back and listen to wow. all these all these old uh, Erica Badu yeah, records. That's a, interesting. It's, um, it's a record I think that even at the time probably wasn't. I, I think it's aged better 
than it was received. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, so... The, and and even those those singles those singles were great singles um and you know and that came out in the era of uh, of the Chappelle show so you yeah, know she kind of yeah, was a part yeah, of yeah. that that web mm-hmm. of yeah, you true. know so so of artists but anyway so yeah heard that went back first to um to Badoism, um mm-hmm. heard on and on and I mean yeah. I, I we talked about this the first time I heard on and on I must have listened to that song twenty times I'm freestyling on it Jelani's freestyling on it like that was that record is insane it's to me that's like that's still one of the dopest hip hop beats ever, even though it's not That's a hip hop song. Like it's, it's crazy, but and then you know eventually leading to Mama's Gun, um, and I think, I think out of the records, the three records that we're talking about, like this is like the most consistent. Mm-hmm. It's the the best album of those three and those are all three to me they're all three amazing records Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's where i was where were you so when this album comes out uh 2000 the fall of my senior year i think the records that i'm i'm really listening to stan conio um stan conio but you know i i catch the kiss my neck single bag lady you know didn't you know i'm like okay like badu is cool but like i'm not really digging this like it's just not kind of my lane like right, I, right. I got into Jill Scott mm-hmm. but I didn't buy that's this album that's so interesting I know so you like Jill Scott but, but Erica well, wasn't your thing uh, I didn't dislike Erica I just like R&B and Neo Soul in general wasn't really really right. my thing right um, Neo Soul when it started to come out felt like the R&B that I could get into but mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. like I'm a, I'm a hip hop head right, yeah. right you know what I mean so like I didn't buy this album um I did buy Jill Scott's album. I did buy Music Soul Child's album. So maybe I was more into those artists. Yeah, I know. Interesting. I know, I know. Well, you you told us about Jill Scott having the single that was was uh, was influenced yes, by Gogo, yes, and right. so yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, you know that gave you that that kind of input. So that makes sense. So I think when I really listened to this album was probably around 2009 and 2010. Um, Haas has a very good friend, uh, Janelle, who I'm not sure if she was married or had a boyfriend but commissioned the two of us to do a piece together. And um, so I I, I used to draw. Um, I could probably still draw if I needed to. And Haas is a very talented graphic artist, graphic designer, right? And so Janelle was said, hey, my, my, it was a boyfriend, husband? Mm -hmm. Boyfriend. Boyfriend is a big fan of Bob Marley. Okay. Why don't you draw his face and then she'll take that image and do whatever she wants to do with it. Right. Okay. And uh, it was a, it was a, it was it was a nice piece. I think we sold some copies as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I might still have it. We might bring it back. And we 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 had uh, I flirted with the idea of like doing more. Mm-hmm. And so the next artist we were going to do was Badu. Yeah. But she wanted me, and I wanted to as well. Actually, dig into Badu. And so then I really, so then I actually bought Bob So like listen to the music to be inspired by Yes, it. and to okay. really like get like a sense of like, you know. Who she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I, th- then I went back about Baduism, uh, Bob Bomber's Gun, Worldwide Underground, The New America. So it was after mm-hmm. that. Okay. Right? Okay. And um, that's when I really, really got into Badu. Now, of course, the, mm-hmm. the future, co- the collaboration, collaborative artwork never happened between us. Right. But right. nevertheless, the debate between Badu, that's, Ooh, that's when the was, debate happened after that. It was that. strong. Uh, it was yeah, very yeah, strong. Yeah, yeah, and at yeah. the time, this is when you were doing the versus thing. Yeah. Uh, probably. 
Yeah, okay. I started. They they came up to to DC and okay. started doing yeah. the DC installation or version of that. And so, um, so I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was definitely after New America. So it had to be like two thousand and nine, two thousand. And you know, now understanding that you essentially purchased all of those bodies yeah, yeah, of work, and yeah. then now I understand the energy from that conversation. <laughs> so I just don't. I, I kind of feel like it wasn't fair. Ooh. There was no context given. That's, That's true. Because That's he fair. was he yeah. was hitting me, and I was just like, no. <laughs> she's a neo soul artist and yeah. i'm you know i just to, to back it up uh-huh. uh uh was literally the first album i purchased i think i was like 13 okay. okay like 13 year old me i was living overseas we just got cable so we were just mm. able to start seeing okay. you know music videos mm. and i saw the video for on and on and i was like what okay what is this and yeah. so I like she was she was my like we were vibing we were on the same frequency so <laughs> I, I was taking a little personal <laughs> yeah, that yeah, he was coming at me <laughs> like well what do you mean why do you think she's this and I was just like hold up I've been living yeah. with this that see that's also that's also fair right because yeah. you have a context that he does not have right yeah. in that like you're listening to this entirely objectively from the perspective mm-hmm. of right of that's what I do this whole pe- pe- but, but but see yeah. it's not that's not fair with music right exactly. like you're probably like you're probably similar right. to how we had the conversation about corrupt. Right? right and i was talking about how we can freak it is a west coast classic mm-hmm. if you didn't grow up in that environment when he says we wear khaki nigga fuck jeans you're like okay sure sure <laughs> we can wear whatever pants you want sir like i don't yeah. care you know what i'm saying like <laughs> it's so it's just, you know just that 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 context yeah. isn't a part of your experience you're just listening to the music for the music that's fair and um so that's 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 an yeah, interesting he was, he was hitting me yeah. super objectively and i was offended <laughs> we were definitely I, I feel like i was at work like hitting you up on the google chat like i don't oh, know oh yeah yeah it's back when that's back when google chat was oh, the thing. Yeah, yeah, chat yeah. was popping yeah then, then my man outlaw got google wave he thought he was the shit he i know, I know. Like, yo i'm on wave right now yeah. i'm like you're the only one on there i know i know i know <laughs> So either way, that's where I was when I really got into uh, Badu. And obviously, yeah. like, after that point, I was like, man, like, she's, this woman is incredible. Yes. So, yeah. Interesting. So we talk about the uh, critical reception. Yeah, let's. Do you uh, do you have the critical reception up? Normally, I'm looking at the, the screen right now, but uh, we don't even necessarily have to go into that. I, I, I think that, is it safe to say that this is probably considered her, her best her best album? I think so. Uh, what would you say? I don't know. Baduism is is probably the cult the cult classic of it, like the yeah. the the one that everybody remembers and was most impactful. It is the one that I come back to the most. Ba- Baduism. Yeah, I'm not Baduism. Mama's um, gun. Mama's gun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it definitely lives and breathes the best out, yeah. of, out mm-hmm. of her uh, albums. So Metacritic gave it an eighty out of a hundred. Uh, All Music gave it four stars out of five. Boston Herald three and a half out of four. Um, so, I mean, you know, all these scores are good scores. I see an A here. I see a nine and a half out of 10. Um, so it seems like most of the scores are, are you know, idly good. Like B, there's a B minus here from Entertainment Weekly. I don't know how what they got they to know? that. Um, I think but, some of these you know, scores are actually a little low. Yeah. 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 This is a, this album is not like, okay. Pitchfork gives us mm-hmm. 9.4 out of 10. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. But like. And Guardian gives us a five stars, but like anything that gives us anything less than like a nine out of 10, I think is just wrong. To be honest, I think this is her, it was written. Like, you know, it it was like everybody was looking at it through the lens of Baduism and they're like, yo, well, you know, this ain't Baduism. It's like, yeah, it's not. It's something totally different. What I will say in terms of critical reception, one of the things we also do is we talk about like what our peers 
thought about this and i remember everyone fucking loved this album like mm. my like i didn't buy this but my other friends who did like it was mama's gun mama's gun and maybe mm. some of that has to do with like the presentation i mean like the album is called mama's gun like that's right. like a that's a hard name yeah. for a record yeah. yeah right and then you got this out artwork here we'll just skip to the highlights that's yeah. one of the highlights for me for sure artwork. for this sure is, this is like it's like soulful but like gritty and just like yeah. raw like yeah. you got the combination of red uh, like that that Africa gold that I like to call it and like that olive green like that's just hard yeah. you know what I'm saying like so yeah. just something about this album just stands out so yeah, yeah my, my, my peers love this record I, I could I could tell you that yeah where, where we are uh, yeah I was gonna say the the homies I think I think this is when I started to have more music discussion with my male friends mm. and so we were always vibing like whenever they would mm. sneak away from campus <laughs> <laughs> shout okay. out to VMI <laughs> whenever uh-huh. they would sneak away okay. off campus yeah, yeah. they'd come over and, and that's what we vibed to was that the uh, we, 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 we naming names is that Pops Pops and them yes that's okay. how that's how we met them alright shout oh. out to Pops shout out to Ashley <laughs> I don't know who we're talking about, that's but fine, that's, that's what's up. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, the 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 my peers, they didn't get this. Um, mm-hmm. and but I had the like the sh- strict line that I was I was moving to Brussels, you know, yeah. at the time. So it's like my folks on the US side, of course, we were the we're we're hip hop, we don't like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. When I moved to Europe. And, you know, I started to be one of the few people that was really listening to black music like that. Um, I didn't have the my, my peers like I, I n- nobody was telling me if something was good or bad. And yeah. I think to some degree that also colored my my opinion of things. Mm-hmm. Right. So I probably never would have listened to this, yeah. you know, in, in, if I stayed in high school in the States. But when I moved to, to Brussels. I was super into underground hip hop. My little brother was super into R&B, all the the shiny stuff. But then he he started to get into it was um it was music soul child that he that yeah. he first got yeah, into. Yeah, I remember you yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, music and then through through that like some of these other artists. And so I I think, you know, it kind of broadened my horizons and opened me up to it cuz I would listen to this stuff without comment from dudes telling me I'm not supposed to like it cuz it's not hyper masculine or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck my friends would would have told me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, but that's 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 my uh, you know kind of where were you or critical reception of of the folks around me. Nobody was talking about this, but I think it's it, it's our fault and not the fault of the discussion. That's probably fair. Uh, so should we get into uh, highlights or lowlights first? Huh. I don't. I do have some lowlights about this album, but I don't have many. Really? Should we just get them out of the way? Yeah, yeah get them out of the way. Let's hear it. All right. T- so okay, the the only overarching lowlight I have. Mm-hmm. Is I hate this when like I'm I'm sitting here, I brought the actual CD with me, right? And I'm looking at like the back track list. Right. Track number one, hey sugar. Track number two, booty. Track number three, kiss me on my neck. Now, if anybody knows this album, though that's not how it goes. Yeah, that's not how it goes. And and, and it's a it's a minor trivial thing, mm-hmm. but like, you know, I really love that the, the artwork on this. Like yeah. I hate it when albums get the fucking track list wrong. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it's a minor thing. It's yeah. not it doesn't take anything away from the album. It's just fucking annoying. Nah, but it's major, especially in that time especially frame. Especially in that we, time frame. We would be checking out the liner notes, yes. trying to look yeah. at the producers. That's yeah. very important. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a minor thing. That's fine. Um the only other song that's a low light to me oh. is uh My Life. It's it's not bad. I just oh. I don't I, I'm just not it's fine. I think that I think that Badu is above making a record like that. Huh. Um Yeah, it, it doesn't it, it sounds like it's almost like a shallow record, very easy. 
um, very palatable, just very vanilla to me. Really? And I think that on the when I hear some of the rest of the songs on this album, that's the one that stands out to me. It's like, yeah, I don't need this track. So that's the only kind of low light. It's not a super low light. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's on the album does not ruin the album for me. It's fine when I listen mm-hmm. to it. I don't have to skip it. But if I were inclined to skip a track, it would be my life. Okay, Where, I can yeah. see that. So that's it for my low lights. I, I figured it just get out the way now. Do y'all got anything? Yeah, I I don't have any. Mm. Um, and it's, well, it's funny. So 2020 highs, I listened to it. I okay. went straight through. So I actually yeah. appreciate my life. Okay. Um, now, 17-year-old highs or maybe like college highs was not really vibing with penitentiary philosophy. Yeah. And, I'm, and, and it was very much, I, I think in the last um, episode, I know, I'm going to let you have your moment. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Just, just hear me out, friend. Hear yeah. me out. Yes, yes, yes. I need so this perspective. So it's, it's very comparable to me to uh, when we were talking about Jill Scott's watching me, where I was like, mm. I'm sure yep. there's some yep. weight to this. I'm sure it's substantial. Yep. But, I, you know, I, I don't you. know if that's like the vibe that I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, you know, 2020 highs, I'll vibe with it. Like okay. straight out the gate. Mm-hmm. 19, 20 year old highs that was trying to get ready for the party. I don't want to hear nothing about a penitentiary philosophy. Okay. I agree. Yeah. I was on the same tip and I think right. I think, you know, previously or when I first consumed this, I was a, you know, when your album starts, it's got to hit me. Yeah, right. So, you know, you you start with these measured beats and I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm I'm a skip. I'm I'm going to give you like 10 seconds and I'm going to skip. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's that's the reasoning. But okay. but but yeah, more currently, I mean, it's not my favorite song on the album, but yeah. I definitely I would not remove I'll, that I'll song. I'll let it I'll let it ride. No. Yeah. yeah. So, do we have any other lowlights before we get into the highlights? I don't. No. So, let's get into the highlights. Before we do the track for track, just uh, some of the overarching highlights. I mean, I already named some of them. I said that for me personally, the name Mama's Gun, I I love that yep. name. I love the artwork. Um, and just like the overall, with the exception of the, the track, the incorrect track listing here, <laughs> the overall, overall packaging the album, yeah. uh, I think is a, is a highlight for me. Agreed. Do you guys have, uh, I have some other art overarching highlights, but why don't you guys. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I would have to say, um, I like the evolution from Baduism. Mm, yeah, for sure. Even huh? though I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one thing I think after this album came out, I was just like, I'm gonna just let her do whatever she does mm-hmm. yeah. and, and I'll just digest it. Um, I just love the vibe overall yeah. of the whole project. And yeah. I love that specifically for like Green Eyes, I love mm. the evolution of the actual track. Mm. It's, it's like my favorite song. formula. When, really, when she really gets into song. that yeah. bag, like I'm just mm. like, just take me on a journey. And I'm probably yeah. most likely in my feelings because Pisces. Um, <laughs> but there were so many songs that I loved on here for different yeah. reasons. Agreed. So I just, yeah, yeah, it was definitely one that I just let play. Okay. So for me, overarching highlights, uh, James Poyser is an overarching highlight. Absolutely. Um, I Absolutely, mean, he's yeah. so amazing on all of the songs that he is on. Um, Jay Dilla, of course, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, and I mean, that's a that's a duh highlight. Like, it's like, of course, I'm a hip hop head. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, Jay, Jay Dilla is the one who, I mean, to me, "Didn't You Know" is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Insane. So, so definitely Jay Dilla. Um, I think like just the 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 flow and pacing of the album is mm-hmm. is a uh, a highlight. Um, one of the things I like about Badu and uniquely about maybe her and maybe D'Angelo might be the only other person I can think of off the top of my head. 
they do such a great job of balancing a live element and a studio element yes. on the same album. Yes. And it's it's very difficult to do, right? Because I'm I'm one of the the rare people that I don't really like uh, live albums. I'm 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 a studio album guy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I like, you know, take the I time to, like, to yeah. mix it, tweak it. I want it to sound perfect. I don't want to hear the crowd in the background. Like, I want to hear you. Mm-hmm. And so, for somebody to be able to it, to bring in a live element into their studio album and it sounds so good and flows so well, that's difficult to do. And so, she does that here. So, let me highlight that as well because, mm-hmm. or let me piggyback off of that rather. The, one of my highlights is the transitions. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, in a lot of ways, this album kind of feels like a go-go album to me. So for folks who are not as familiar okay. with Go-Go album, for Go-Go music, yeah. the reason why it's called Go-Go is because the songs literally just went from one song to the other, mm-hmm. right? And the, the, the beats never stopped. So it, was just, it just kept going. Right. So Go-Go. Right. And there are so many times where like one song flows into the next. I yeah. mean, you can think about like how, um, you know, I think my life transitions into and I was going to say that. And that's and why Dawn I was going to say. Transitions into Clever. When, how Booty transitions when, into Kiss My When life. you said my life, I was like, I love that transition right. from yes. my life into and on exactly. to a point where I, I couldn't remove it because yes. of that, you know? No, no, that, that's for, oh, look, yeah. no, I'm not removing it. It's right, just, it's right. just the, it's the low light. But my, but yes, yeah. the transitions in this album, mm-hmm. and, 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 there, and there, there, there's, there's several of them yeah. that just literally just go from one, I mean, the, the one from Booty to Kiss My Neck yeah. is like, if you just heard, if you just skip to kiss my neck that intro you would think that that like is intentional but yeah. then this is like actually that's the tail exactly. end the booty yeah, 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 you know yeah. what i mean so the yep. way that they were able to do that and i think it's, it goes back to your point about how they mixed or how she mixed the live element with the studio element yeah um yeah it was very nicely done very well done have either one of you seen her perform live no i have not actually oh. yeah, yeah i haven't wow i need to yeah and I was gonna mm-hmm. say, just just to piggyback off of your point, mm-hmm. like to have a, a studio album that that has that live element to experience it live is mm-hmm. some other shit. Like wow. it just takes it to another level. Yeah. So it's almost like her album kind of sets it up. She just created mm-hmm. the blueprint for herself or the framework. Yeah. And then the performance was just. I feel like Outlaw's response was so funny because it made me think that I would make the same response in that like the Tyrones of her yeah. catalog make yeah. you feel like you have seen her live, right? Because yeah. it's like, she she does live so well yeah. that you feel like you're there, but yeah. you're not. <laughs> Do you have any other over, uh, overarching highlights? Um, the only other overarching highlight I have is just um, influence. Um, mm, I think okay. that like a lot of albums are influenced by like a specific genre or a specific artist. And I, I hear bits of her influences in different genres and different artists. Oh my God. But like she oh bounces around in a way that makes this gumbo. It's so well blended that it's it's just it's just her. Like and and I love that. I love that there's that there's records here where I can hear I can hear the blues influences. There's got there's records where I'm like, this is a gospel record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's records where I hear these influences deeply on the song, but she owns it. And she blends it in a way that's just uniquely her own style. I think that Erica Badu is the most influential black female vocalist of the last 25 years. And I don't oh. think it's close. And the reason why I say that, and I say a lot of like, you know, I wow. say a lot of like um, hyperbolic. I'm a little shook. I say a lot of hyperbolic <laughs> things. But the reason why is because the, there are so many artists today who a lot of them like, okay, so... I've said previously, or at least elsewhere, maybe it was off mic, that I think that we're, we're actually kind of in a golden era of production, but we don't really notice it because right. some of the vocalists on top of these productions yeah. don't really do 
good enough justice to the tracks themselves. I agree. Yeah. And um, I'm going to talk about the women for a second. The men are guilty of this as well. But there's a lot of women. Like when I go through my Spotify and I listen to like you know, my Discover Weekly or my new releases or whatever, and I'm mm -hmm. like, a lot of these women sound the same, mm -hmm. right? Like even someone like Ari Lennox. No disrespect to Ari Lennox, right? But okay. like they're all like kind of derivative of the same. I know, way. seriously. I was like, tread lightly. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. This is no disrespect to her because oh. I, because I, because I, because I fucks with Ari Lennox, right? Mm. Yeah. But they're all kind of derivative. There's a lot of vocal. He's not vocalists. wrong. There's a lot of female vocalists who are derivative of that same sound, and the the sound that it is is Erica Badu. So I was I was gonna just to tie into that. If you think about, um, Erica Badu, Jill Scott, Music Soul Child, those were all artists who were essentially the the cheat code for like open mics mm -hmm. right yeah. so mm -hmm. if you think about artists who you know sing that you know sing their songs during open mics then you know obviously that's going to influence i can specifically speak to ari lennox because she used to come to verses and sing oh yeah yeah what? Yes. She actually I, I had a very different reading, sound. Yeah. I remember reading that she was from this area, but oh, I didn't know. Oh, she's absolutely from this area. I didn't area. know cats actually knew her like Oh, that. yeah. Did you did you uh, also encounter Mishego at all? So, no. Is he little, from this area? Yeah. My brother went to school with him. Just and random like, side note. 757, <laughs> yeah. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to school with him. Um, But, so, I mean, I think that is a fair assessment, but yeah. just to kind of, like, tie it in. Yeah, yeah. The open mic scene, okay. you were singing on and on. You were singing. So, uh, maybe that's why they're so influenced. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because then going back to the live instrumentation, if the mm. band, and you know the Versus mm. band was killing it. Yeah, yes, they were. Then it's it, it essentially mimics that whole vibe that yeah. she established in the album. I just want to say though that to some degree Ari Lennox is a very refreshing artist. Oh yeah. I'm a fan. So oh, so yeah, while you yeah, know yeah, let's yeah. let's not discount how great she oh, is. No, she's good on her I own. I do right. agree that yes. that that it is derivative of, of yes. what we're talking yeah. about, but yeah. she is a great but artist. But here's the other thing. Yeah. Even someone like Janae Aiko mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. also derivative of Badu. And those those right. two artists actually sound very different. Yeah. Aiko and, and Ari Lennox. Right. But like mm -hmm. if you if you pay attention at least the way I pay attention to it and maybe no, I'm biased and maybe I'm just I stick to a point and I'm trying yeah. to, to to prove my point. Yeah. Whatever. Either way, I hear Badu nah. and both of those. I artists. get like, you. It's, it's almost like how how influential little Kim is. Right. Mm -hmm. And how just even from a fashion element, you see all of these female artists that that, that took something from little Kim style yeah. and they're completely different yeah, artists, yeah. but they but they're still, you know, derivative of that style. So I, I, I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. And I think I think one thing about Erica Badu is her expression of feelings mm -hmm. is I, I see that in Janae Aiko, like the way that they both articulate feelings and, and kind of, you know, express that musically, like I can absolutely see like a parallel. Yeah. So I have two other overarching highlights. Yeah. Um, one, I will just say the, the tracks that I don't skip to. Okay. So oftentimes when we talk about like these albums, we talk about like, oh, like if I'm, if I'm getting in my car and I'm skipping to a track like right away, mm -hmm. like it's, it's this song, right? Mm -hmm. The songs that I don't necessarily skip to contribute to a great run. Yes. And that starts from AD 2000 okay. going up to, I think, I think track 13, Times of Wasting. Okay. Right? And I think that these songs are like, they're not the hits on the album, mm -hmm. but man, they're really fucking good. And we mm -hmm. could talk about them individually if there's a highlights for you. But just like, yeah. if, you're, if you're going to talk about an album 
where you have like you have your hit records and then you have like your filler records and i'm not saying that these are filler records because oft oftentimes those filler records get like a bad name mm -hmm. but if these are just out songs that like space the album yeah man they're incredible mm -hmm. and you could yeah. just sit there like if you're just listening to an album just from start to finish like man yeah. it's just there's a really really good run of, of of songs right there um i agree and the only other the only other kind of overarching highlight i'm not sure how this may not be a good point but are, are y'all familiar with like the 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 bechdel the bechdel test i'm not even sure if i'm pronouncing this right mm -mm. essentially Sorry. it's a it's a test where if you want to see if your if your movie if your film has like feminist leanings is if like you have two female characters who are talking to one another and without with no presence of men around them about a subject that has nothing to do with men or children. Okay. They're just talking about their lives, whatever, okay. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that this is an album that I know it's just like one artist, but this is an album that if you could give it the Bechdel test, it does. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying mm -hmm. that other artists don't do this, yeah. but a lot of like, if Neo Soul is essentially like R&B, yeah. If, if a Neil Soul is essentially R&B, right? Most R&B records m with male vocalists or female vocalists always focus around yep. love yep. and like, mm. and like mm -hmm. a partner. Yeah. There are so many songs on here that have nothing to fucking do with yeah. that shit. They're just her expressing who she is mm -hmm. about day-to-day -day life. And we're going to mm -hmm. get into that when we talk about some of the track, track stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that shit's fucking dope. It's fire. And yeah. I'm not saying other, maybe other artists have done it. Maybe Lauren Hill's done I, I it. Think maybe I think your India Irees and a lot of your your folks in in that you know neo soul mm -hmm. canon did that. Right. Like, but I but I 100 agree with you that it's present here. Because yeah. if you look at like Jill Scott's record, with the exception of like mm -hmm. watching me, it's a lot of yeah. of love stuff, and that's yeah. fine. That's good. That's cool. Sure. But like. On here, it's almost like the love shit is like an afterthought. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like, yo, here's this whole Badu album, and then like, oh yeah, here's a track or two about love. Yeah, that's facts. You know what I mean? And and I I fucking dig that shit. So yeah, yeah. so that's those are my only other overarching I think highlights. A point on that. Go ahead. Um, no, I was I was just gonna say, um, even though she didn't completely focus on love, whenever there was a I guess a counterpart or someone, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. they were like. It was highly concentrated in love, so it was a nice yeah. balance. But. but but I think I think you know to some degree, and and that's it's also really funny that they end up facing off in verses, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you make a great point about Jill Scott's canon, right? And and it's this isn't a disrespect to it. No. It's just it's just like an observation sure. is you know, and just in general, like Outlaw and I have talked about this before, and I'll, I'll go ahead and get on my toxic masculinity dude, tip. But dude, you know, dude, like because oh. usually that's me. Oh so yeah, my, I'll, my, go, no. I'll, I'll go ahead and this, take the. This is where I hold my breath. I'm hold my breath. But nah. But you know, like we talk a lot about how, like for example, right? DC has a brunch culture. Uh -huh. yeah. When men go to brunch, men just talk about men. We just talk and, about and male sports, stuff. We talk about when the when a lot. sports, yeah, <laughs> shit like that. When women go to brunch, when women have the group chat, a lot of the conversation <laughs> is about relationships. Uh. And, and and things like is, that. Is that and an I assumption like, or do you see somebody's group chat? This is the way I've been told. Alright, so and I'm not gonna pretend like we don't talk about relationships, but that's right. not always the focus. I just feel like I just feel like too. society and maybe it's 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 more of a societal projection. Yeah. Society yeah. projects that, you know, a lot of women's day to day is cast against yes. how they relate to men. So for example, yes, the perception right, is definitely a, a man yes. can be valuable on 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 his own merit, right? right. So it's like, oh, right. this man, he has a great job. 
and he's and he's 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 fine, right? Look, look hold this on. We're, we're, we're not, we're not applauding this. No, no, we're no, no. I, I want you to say I'm listening objectively. Yeah, but I wish I wish people could see my face. Oh yeah, y'all gotta see it. <laughs> Society will say, you know, uh, all right, you know, a woman, yeah, you're successful. That's cool, but yeah, like, but, where your kids uh, at? Yeah. Where your family at? Your where your husband at? Uh-huh. Blah, blah, blah. You know, so What's it's like, so it's like, well, to take it back to the brunch conversation, okay. right? It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I know I know your career's doing all right, but yo, like, that was a nice so how's your, who you're dating? Nice these cleanups. Days? Yeah. Right. Who are you? I, I ain't cleaning up. I'm telling you what. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. All right. Okay. But nah, so it's like, so, you know, um, a lot of a lot of the 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 Jill Scott music that we talked about, um, you know, on that on that album, a lot of it is very much, I'm enamored by my man, I love mm-hmm. my man, I love my relationship, I love my etc. And like we get almost none of that on this album. Yeah, but I think I think it is also important to note, and it might be weird that I'm bringing this up, like mm-hmm. the myth of Erica Badu and her relationships. Mm-hmm. It's very big dick energy. So mm, true, I, true, I I I wouldn't I would expect like. Mm-hmm. For her to not fully, yeah, but but you we, know, I dig that though. Yeah, no, I mean, but, but no, yeah. So yeah, it, no. It, it supports it supports that theory, right, but right, that's right. why you can see that high that contrast, and even yeah, yeah. in the verses with the Z's, um, <laughs> that that energy was present, and maybe it's not yeah. big dick energy, maybe it's just big, you know. Maybe it's well, just maybe. BPE, you know what I'm saying? But, but no, yeah. but but it could be big dick energy. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like hip hop tracks, right? When we right. talk about albums, we always talk about like, oh, this is the girl track. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. is an album talking about you know um, uh, fucking drugs, right? Whatever, like one whatever. record. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, I, I like women too. It's like, yeah. oh shit, okay, cool. That's yeah. kind of like that's kind of like what this album. Feel, right. feel, feel I, I agree, like. and it's like it's it's a lot more like my eyes are green. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my life, like like it, it's about this is me yeah. talking about myself and my right. experiences, right. and it's not. It's not broadcast on someone else or someone else broadcasting it's not on me. On it's relying on just someone else. right. Yeah. That, I think that's what we're trying to say in yeah. terms of our point. So uh, should we get into some uh, track for track highlights? I mean, Let's. we could talk about the entire album, to be honest. I mean, but. listen, I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow you all. Look, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just start it off with penitentiary philosophy because this is obviously <laughs> I'm, I'm the biggest fan. This is opening track on the album, and I'm right. probably the biggest fan of this song. So right. I will cop to the the fact that. When I first listened to this album was, you know, around 2008, 2010, in that time frame. I'm a big fan of classic rock. Anyone who's listened to this podcast intently knows that. I, You know, I talk about rock frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, Beatles, Credence, Stones, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I love rock and roll, Nirvana, all that shit. Mm-hmm. This is a rock and roll song. Mm-hmm. This is like a rock and soul track, if yeah. you will. So right. like, like Sly and the Family Stone or right, like Aretha right. when she was yeah. doing like, that, that rock shit. But not in a cheesy way, though. Yeah. yeah. This song fucking slams. Yeah. The instrumentation on this shit alone. And like, and like her screaming, like, why uh, why in the world do you want me to be so mad? Like, and her just wailing on it. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking God. Like, <laughs> in terms of opening tracks, like, I don't have to skip to any songs on the record because I always fucking listen to the song when I put this album on. Yeah, I fucking yeah, love this song. Yeah. How come y'all ain't riding with me on this penitentiary philosophy? <laughs> you don't understand. This shit is like that. I, I, can't, honestly, I can't believe the nonsense I, I heard talk I, about this might have been a low light back in the day. What? Yeah, no, back what? in the day, it was the first track I heard and I was like, oh, oh it felt like a departure oh, yeah, from yeah. the vibe that she established. Mm, she agreed, was talking about agreed. Apple Tree. She was talking about On and exactly. On and Baduism and even the live album. Exactly. Like, I didn't really completely listen to it. Mm, so exactly. that was the contrast. It was like, 
doom, 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 doom. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You talking I, I about that, a dope yeah. hip hop beat, and then all of a sudden you rocking out. I was like, yes, what's rock out? What's happening? Yeah. This is definitely <laughs> a song that makes sense that Outlaw <laughs> yes. would love it as much as he yes, does. Yes, absolutely. Um, but but I completely agree with you in terms of the way I interpreted it when I heard it. Um, and I think though one of the things that we didn't talk about as an overarching highlight but it's just like the the, the pacing and the sequencing oh, so so, so you do you do get hit with that jarring like oh yes. shit is it yes. what's going on and then didn't you know comes in Thank like, you. oh shit and it's just so beautiful and you're think, just like i think you can think like, he's me like he's, <laughs> he's saying my stuff before me you're like oh and you just like you sit back you're like wow okay 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 i get it i get it now Here's a question you know. for you about Dennis You Know, and obviously mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna talk about the song. I think this is probably the old, the, the biggest overall highlight for everybody on this yeah. album, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Just I'm gonna jump right to it. Mm-hmm. JD Jay Dilla is one of the he's in your top five producers of all time, right? Probably, yeah. Is he in that list if not for this song? Yeah. Still? Yes. Okay. I, yeah. Dilla. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But I, like. Yeah. You, but that's how good this song is, though. Oh, it's and that's ama- how it's good ama- this beat is. It's, it's, it's absolutely, yeah, yeah a, a like, contender of like my favorite things produced by him. This yeah. might oh. be his best song. If I have to talk about his top 10 beats, it's definitely in his top yeah. 10. Not top 10. I, top five. Easy. Could, Easy. You, have you guys done a Dilla episode? We did a Slum nah, Village. But we need to. We did, oh, we just invite me back. Just, yeah. We'll come back to that. We, yeah. we talked I about Fantastic Volume 2. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Go ahead. Yeah. But but yeah, this 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 is 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 just a beautiful piece of music it's and gorgeous. it's amazing. And if if you guys haven't heard it, and you, maybe you haven't, um, there's a song called "Too Deep for the Intro." Okay, it's a it's a Jake uh, the the intro to a J Cole uh, okay. mixtape, and J Cole raps over the beat to "Didn't You Know." Okay, oh, really, and it's amazing. Okay, so I mean this this is this song this beat everything is amazing here. I, I love it's, it. It's, it. It's actually hard to really expand on it because I, I don't <laughs> right. really have much to say. Right. It's just an amazing piece of music. It's, I mean, flaw- it's another one of the flawless perfect songs. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect song. Yeah. I, I That's it. I think, like I'd love to talk to this about the song for five minutes and I can't. Go ahead. I Alex. think another important thing is around this time like music videos were still very important mm-hmm. and the visual for this yeah. was just so it was like afrofuturism like this it was is true just, this is true so yeah. i've like, never seen this video so can oh y'all can gosh. y'all put me on what was it about what, what oh was my like? goodness so you know we're introduced to to erica badu and baduism and she's wearing her head wraps mm-hmm. um we're presuming that she i believe she had locks <laughs> This was, I believe she was pregnant with seven. So, yeah, probably, yeah, um, you know, right. you see videos with her and Andre 3000. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like, I know that um, Bag Lady had a video. Yep. I believe she still had the head wrap. Okay. Yeah, this, that sounds, yeah. I remember yeah. the Bag Lady. Yeah, 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 this yeah. was yeah. the the reveal of the shaved head. Uh, That's right. Oh, thank yeah. you for refreshing my memory. Yeah, and so you yes, just see yes, her yes. in this outfit. She has like these platform like space boots. Um, she may or may not have stuff her. painted yeah. on her face, but she's in this desert, just literally wandering around. Okay. Which obviously mimics. Erica you know, has the best visuals. You know, <laughs> time to save the world. You know, and uh-huh. and just you know, I think I made a wrong turn back there somewhere. So you literally <laughs> just see her walking in this desert, this okay. this vacant space. Okay. And she's in this space, and you're like, okay, what's what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then she, I believe she was like in a well of water, but mm-hmm. like you see this reveal and she completely shaves her locks off. And if you think about like when, when artists were, or when people in general, uh, if, if there's a 
Rastafarianism or if there's mm-hmm. any spiritual connection to, to growing your locks and your hair, mm-hmm. her cutting it off was a big move. Yeah. And it felt like yeah. it was a statement. And mm-hmm. that was the reveal. And then the video cut off. Uh, I've so, seen yeah. this video. It's been 20 years since then. That's why I wanted to get, let her describe it because I'd actually forgotten all this. Thank you for reminding me. No, it, it definitely, as, a, as an artist, resonated. Like mm-hmm. it just, it paired perfectly. Yeah. What's your all's uh, next track highlight? Oh man! Is, is highlight is my life a track for y'all? Because it's definitely not a highlight. I for me. I wouldn't call it a, a my life, but it was it's like a palate cleanser, I guess. Yeah, I think Anon is my next mm-hmm. highlight. So I look Anon is a highlight for me because of highs. Let yeah. me tell you something. In my in my personal opinion, the lyrics of Anon are Hasmenia. Look, look, look. I can't tell you how many times she's quoted this. The whole thing about the Pisces. Uh, one one uh, fish. Two uh, fish. Yeah. One going upstream. Uh-huh. One, one swimming down, down, living in a dream. And then the and whole thing she about, loves, like, she tends to cling. Yes. Digital girl, uh, analog girl in, in a digital, digital world. world. Like, uh, there have been gems. There are gems oh, on this, uh, li- in these lyrics that I've heard her quote uh, just randomly throughout just my knowing highs. So then highs got to give us the, yes. the breakdown this record. I mean, yes. this, this record, like... Honestly, Erica Badu is one of my favorite MCs, like mm-hmm. straight up. Like she's mm-hmm. one of my favorite lyricists. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've read, I don't know how you all feel about astrology, but I definitely, I do subscribe to, there are some characteristics and some traits. And I remember- yeah, we got some listeners that are really into astrology. Yeah, before- so She before, loves her Pisces too. <laughs> I, am, I am the quintessential, I am very much a Pisces. But before I knew she was a Pisces, like I was connected to it mm-hmm. and- Again, just bringing it back, I, I was writing at the time. Mm-hmm. And so most deaf influenced how I, I wrote my poems okay. and Erica Badu because there's a musicality in it and just like a lyricism and just her wordplay yeah. was just insane. Wordplay is Yeah, her wordplay yeah. was insane. So yeah. and on, like, body even though it's like a little snippet. Yeah. Badu in your stereo. <laughs> well, you know, Badu started as a, as a rapper. So. I'm sure she did. Yo, yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. On this record. That doesn't surprise me at all. But she yeah. talks about it sometimes. So it's just like her formula and her approach to music, but just mm. being able to ride the beat or even just like influence mm. the, you know, just like the music. It's just, yeah. and on, it's it's a snippet, but it's like, it's, so dope. it's all the things. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and, you know, I think we talked about how, when penitentiary philosophy comes on, you're like, oh, this is something totally different from what I expected. Right. But then she ties it back. So 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 she gives us an on. It's and almost it's like, like shock, and, right? Yeah, it puts you in shock and it's right. like, if you're still rocking, like, right. I got Yo, some here, more things for forget, you. Don't like, yeah, forget, yeah. I'm, I'm right here. And and it brings you back to, to what happened on Baduism. Yeah. So One of the other things I like about Anon is just that, like, um, the, the song structure is not conventional. Yeah. You know, I you know me. Too. I like yeah. the songs that I kind of break from that formality. Right. This mm-hmm. song is one of them. So, like, I dig it. And it's mm-hmm. it's so lyrically, um, I don't know, it's just so lyrically strong. Yeah. I, I, I dig this record. So, Agreed. the uh, next highlight, I mean, I'll speak for myself. Clever. Gotta be clever. Look, Roy I mean, Ayers. Honestly, Ain't got Roy Ayers on the record. Facts. I feel like your highlights are just going to be the track for track. And True. I'm okay with that. That's cool. Because Clever clever is where I say Erykah Badu is one of my favorite poets. Yeah. And just I did being, this record a lot. There's a certain level too. of um, vulnerability, even though, you know, she does have very much big dick energy. Mm-hmm. It's a vulnerability in the way that she loves and even mm-hmm. just like how she sees herself yeah. and how she's relating to other people. Yeah. And I think that that's uh, present in Clever. Yeah. Look, I'm not a woman, and so I can't speak for women, obviously, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I do like to think that I listen to my women friends when they talk about some of their issues just existing in this 
hyper-masculine, patriarchal society that we right, live in, right? right? And I think that when I listen to Clever, again, as my, you know, hyper-masculine, toxic male that I am, whatever, right? <laughs> so I listen to this track and I'm Hella thinking toxic. like, I, I understand so many women listening to this song. Mm-hmm. Like the idea is like, look, like, I may not have all these other things, but whatever. Like mm. I make it work because I'm clever. And then the mm. and then the line is like, "Well, but you're the last to know." Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I fucks with that shit. Like, but like, like she's all these things, but like y'all can't see it. I that almost feel like re- dope to relatable content. I almost feel like yeah. if I had to, if I had to take a word that to me encapsulates the India Ari phenomenon, mm-hmm. it is this song. Yeah. Like I feel like, you know, India Ari has so many records that are kind of this, like this energy. Uh-huh. And like I think a lot of women really, really relate to what she's saying. And I think that like Clever is almost like the birthplace of where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think too, um, the way that she describes even talking about like her body, mm-hmm. you know, in theory, that's not what if you think about the context of the time, yes. like what video vixens yes. look like, what yeah. What and the, that was like the thing. Yeah, what the yeah. quintessential like desirable woman looked like. Right. It wasn't Erica Badu, but I always saw her as like a vibe. Like I was yeah. just like, yeah. I but feel the, like but the, the crazy thing about her and what made her so ill and so refreshing is if Erica Badu wanted to be the video eviction, she wasn't, yeah. right? Look, right? She already looked like it. Let me it. tell you Yo, something. Let me ba- tell you. Badu was always at the top of our <laughs> list. Let me tell you. Let me tell you We've something. We've always thought Badu. Was I saw bad. her live and I was just like, oh. Okay, <laughs> right. you got it. So it's like oh, she's, she, she's yeah. a baddie for sure. No, always been by everyone's set of beauty standards. Yes. She is is beautiful. Yeah. yeah, but but she's still here saying, you know, like, yo, I'm embracing these things about myself, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I think that's that's yeah. especially in the time frame that's super refreshing because, like you said, like this is the video vixen era. This mm-hmm. is like literally we're looking for. A woman that has to fit this exact Racially same Racially ambiguous, uh, exotic. Melissa Ford? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exotic, you know. Yeah, Rosa, Coke Costa, bottle, all them you know, joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. King Magazine. Right. Yeah, King yeah, Magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so uh, next highlight for y'all. Booty. Look, let me tell you something. I don't understand why I did not hear this song in more open mics. This has got like Mm. such an open mic formula written all over it. I don't get it. Like I never heard this track. I'll steal your man ho is 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 literally the essence. It's tough. Yo, that's tough to do in it. Absolutely. Is y'all doing that? Y'all doing that verse? The illest R and B battle track I've ever heard. No, like it's so I was like, damn. But here's here's why booty booty is so ill for different reasons. And I think the reason why it couldn't really um be replicated or performed formed in an open mic setting is that it's just like just play her track like we don't need you to that's do fair. you know uh, what i'm uh, saying because uh, it's she's fair. not really like singing on it it's yeah, more like yeah. sing, you know so you can't even embellish it yeah. Cool. Yeah, in a okay, way okay, that okay, makes okay. it creative yeah what yeah, yeah, yeah so it's like talk singing right yeah. what did i used to call it ting tinging she's sing, a little sing, ting a little yeah, ting yeah, action girl, so so, but yeah, booty. I, I, got the, I got the pop quiz answer right there. <laughs> booty is where she is talking her shit. Yeah, she's talking yeah. And it's just like, listen, you can have all of the things that you think. And, 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 you know, this is a whole different conversation, but the way that women are socialized, mm-hmm. it's basically what can you do for a man? That's where your value is. Mm-hmm. And Erica is like, listen, you can have all these things. I'm going to be over here yeah. and he's still going to be over here with me. Like, right. I'm going to have $5 and he's going to be, you know, right, right. right here. Yeah. The, the thing I love about this song is that Erica Badu is 100% correct in everything she's saying. Like, I, yeah. I, I have 
not like I understand the man and the situation mm -hmm. that she's referring to. Like I get it. Like oh, like you've got your your college degree and your PhD, but right. I'm over here with my GED. I can still get your man, whatever. Uh -huh. It's like, mm, she, she's but right. I think like, if she just if she just has that thing, it's like yo, all this other shit don't matter. Like I still want this person who supposedly doesn't have all these things that right, whatever. Like she's right, the list. Yeah. She's whatever this list right. is, right? Yeah. But I think one thing that always resonated with me is like I could pull him, but I don't want him. Yeah, because of what he what he's done to you, and yeah. that and that's essentially mm. speaking to the community of how we interact with, you know, with our relationships with women. Mm. You know, the community. I've definitely been in a circle where we both have probably hollered at the same dude you know what i'm saying or we might have been interested and you got to observe how you know this person is interacting with someone else but at the end of the day it's like i don't want him if he's dogging you out yeah. to holler at yep. me you know what i'm saying so but i think it's also important to note and i don't know i think we've we've had a couple of conversations about this but jaguar right yeah i was i was waiting to wait were, were you waiting for me to bring it up what about her apparently this song is oh bless her. you so Jaguar Wright has According been According to Jaguar Wright, go ahead. She's been Whoa, on she's I, been on a Jag. She's been on a tier right lately. Exactly. And one of one of the episodes um of her of her just let me just tell all the business. Yes. And that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And we we should have that conversation I, off mic. I, I I I'm open to that. Um, but apparently booty according to her is supposedly about her now we yeah, don't know erica badu never verified common, right. yeah it was essentially again because that community apparently everyone was dipping at, yeah. at some point there yeah. was some overlap yeah, there was common some, was messing everybody in the crew i mean it wasn't just common though but yeah. you know <laughs> supposedly this song was about her and i was just like i don't even know if the song was about me i wouldn't be I wouldn't tell anybody because this yeah. is the illest diss track. Yeah, that's like, wild. That's what I said. This is like, like the dopest R&B battle wild. track I've ever heard in my life. Like, yeah. that's one of those things that I just would have tucked and be yeah. like, I don't, <laughs> probably, yeah. I don't been know who that bitch talking like, about. I don't, she ain't talking about know. me shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever that's about, damn. Damn, got her. <laughs> she didn't do this on the versus battle, did she? Nah. I don't so think unfortunate. She did. Yeah, I don't think she I remember did. you said you wanted it on the versus yes, battle. Because booty is it's still. That would, but yeah. but she was trying to be on some like, yo, we just sisters, we queens energy. So that's yeah, really what, 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 what would booty have battled though? Yo, but just Scott would have been right in there seeing the lyrics. She's like, yeah, like I, I feel you. But what what, 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 what track? Like, I don't, I don't know because Jill was coming with some heavy hitters. Yeah. On Jill, Jill came genre. with the best of her catalog. I think by yeah. like, yeah, my dude left some stuff out, but it's all good. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, this was the next yeah. record that is has to be a highlight. Yeah, you you mentioned track. on the on the verses episode yeah, it, saying it why did it. she not feature I this song? Track. Kiss me on my neck. It has yeah. to be has to be. A, a, yeah, I a mean highlight. to be honest, I think back in the day, actually, I preferred Kiss Me on My Neck over Didn't You Know. Um, just wow. it just for okay. look, I was a I was sure. young. Sure. You know what I mean. So my ears weren't involved. But nevertheless, like for good reason though. <laughs> I didn't know this is still a really dope. <laughs> track oh yeah hell yeah but i'm so really surprised like when i when i think about like her top five songs or at least her top 10 songs right i think this is in there yeah and i i didn't think that that was like i thought that was just accepted now maybe it's not mm. maybe she's got 10 other tracks that are better than this one. Oh, okay fine that really? would just speak to like the strength of her catalog, but like this is a really good her record. catalog is really strong. Yeah. I mean, I mean you know, I don't care how you feel about Badu, yeah. her catalog is yeah. strong as fuck. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Kiss me on my neck is is the epitome of strength and vulnerability, mm. and just you know, it's it it starts off real like soft, right? I want somebody to walk up behind me. 
relatable content. Yeah. But then it's also like, but there are conditions to you being in my space. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and I'm gonna break it down. But that breakdown, that musicality, and the breakdown was insane. That's a good assessment. Yeah. 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 And I think you know, it's funny because again, we talk about her just talking about herself. But I think the kiss me on my neck concept, the first part of what you were talking about, is also relatable for men. Like we mm-hmm. can be like, yeah, yeah, like that. We understand, like this, we 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 like that too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I think the same things that women like about the the masculinity of a man mm-hmm. and the femininity of a woman in that scenario, mm-hmm. the man likes that that as well. You know what I'm saying? So I think this is really just dope in terms of what she's talking about. What's the uh, the next uh, track highlight for y'all? Orange Moon. Orange Moon's a good one. What you got? So I, I mean, I'm not skipping over AD 2000. Give us AD 2000. It is because it's contemplative. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and it so was, tell us, tell us what what you like about it. Um, it's just it kind of so the way that the the intensity towards the end of like kiss me on my neck, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's funky, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then she kind of like mellows out, and it's yeah, kind of comparable little, to yeah. penitentiary philosophy, and then going into yeah. didn't you know? So she gives yeah. you these like hard hitting tracks, and then she's like, all right, I'm gonna let you. Yes. Chill out. Yes. But it's, it's those just breaths. Even, yeah. Like yeah. if you were performing live. Yes. Yeah, 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 and right. even just like the the words, like, you know, that they won't be naming no buildings after me. Like this yeah, relatable yeah, yeah, kind. Yeah, you know, it's just like right. this world didn't change so much. And it just kind of makes you it made me very contemplative of the you, space that I was in at the you time. You make a good point. It, it, it is a highlight. And now that I think about so, it again, I'm like, yo, this is but, definitely a highlight. So it, it, this is such an amazing album that it really like is. it's hard to pick. It really is. But this is amazing. So that's why I I highlighted this earlier in my overarching themes. Mm-hmm. Is that like this is not a song that I would skip to. Mm-hmm. If I were inclined, I would skip to mm-hmm. Green Eyes. I would skip mm-hmm. to I could even skip to Bag Lady. I could mm-hmm. skip to uh, kiss me on my neck, didn't you know? Although you know, penitential philosophy, mm-hmm. I'm obviously not skipping over that. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. like I could skip to the song like "Clever" or "Booty." Like I'm not yeah. skipping to a song like "AD 2000." But the nevertheless, thing- when I uh, listen to it, when it comes on, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's a good beautiful. Record. So, it's but a good but record. but what what you know, Haas makes a great point. Like just the sentiment, because we talked mm-hmm. about the the BDE thing, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like she's like, look, I'm unapologetically me. Yeah. And because of the fact that I'm unapologetically me, like. You guys aren't gonna be able to like to the, in the same way they talk about Malcolm and they and, it's and, not palatable. and Martin, right? Yeah. Right? Like she, it's my yeah. shit's not palatable, and I'm not trying to make it palatable. Yeah. So like you know, I'm not gonna be Martin Luther King. Y'all not gonna be talking about me in the classroom. You're not gonna be able to like you know shave off the edges to my shit so that you can you She's can make me a narrative, right? I'm yeah. gonna ruffle some feathers, and this is just me, mm-hmm. yeah. but. But she sings it so beautifully. Mm-hmm. So beautifully. That it's just like, yeah, I, we might want to name a building after you, though. <laughs> we <laughs> might. Yeah. You might be wrong. Uh, uh, I think she does a great job on this And record. just, I'm a sucker for a bass line. I just love when yeah. it comes in. And yeah. you just, it's a journey. Yeah. And then she, you know, and I have to admit, too, and I think we had this conversation before. When we talk about, like, Joe Scott being a vocalist, mm-hmm. It's so it's easier to hear. Mm. Um, Erica Badu is very much a vocalist, but it's not presented in the same way. And I think yeah. that initially her 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 voice, um, the prowess, it wasn't necessarily received the same She's way. She's like a blues singer. Yeah. Yeah. She she just really understands music, period. Mm, she's yeah, like she's yeah. she's an artist. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. No, yeah. you're right. Like it's like you know, like you said, she's not here blowing the house down, but at the right. same time, like she just understands the music and she understands where everything goes in yeah. a way that's just very unique. Mm. So, did you want to talk about Orange Moon? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna give it over to you because you because you you siced it in the um in the uh in the versus battle. Did I size Orange Moon? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Was that me? This is a record that, like, as it gets to the, near the end, it kind of gets like monotonous, but like in a good way. So mm. when you, it's, it's like one of those songs that, like, it kind of like doesn't need to end. It could just keep going on and on and on and on and on, and it's just like I don't know. I just, I just kind of fuck with this. I believe you were saying church influence. Yes. This uh, is yes. this is where you can see that, like, for sure. You know when she's when she's repeating how good it is. It this almost is my becomes, gospel record. It becomes yes. spiritual, and the more you chant it, the more you sing it with yeah. her. Yeah. You are gonna be in a trance. And, <laughs> see, 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 yeah. She, she said it much better than I could. It starts, yeah. it starts off very bluesy. You yeah, know, like yeah. I could. I can almost envision someone or her, you know, being at an, an on a stage and it's just no music initially, uh-huh. and she's singing it, and it's almost like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get this out. The piano yeah. starts to accompany, and then she gets into her zone. That's yeah. when, how good it is. Yeah, and you just like it just sends yeah, you right. Off. And and like I said, right, I, I feel like you hear all these different influences. This is the record that I hear gospel on, so I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, look, it's a seven, it's a seven minute song, seven mm-hmm. minutes and ten seconds. Like, this is one of those records that, like, look, I have not seen her perform live. But mm-hmm. if she did, I could see her performing the song for like twenty minutes and like no one really caring. Yeah, it'd be like, yeah, like yeah. it would be in a trance. Yeah, yeah. And I think what you were saying again is, uh, you know, about you really like songs that like are unconventional or albums yeah. that are unconventional with like the length and the yeah. transitions. And I think this is like the ultimate example of that. Yeah, like I just want you to actually approach every second of the song as if it is worth dedicating like energy to. Yeah. You know, and I I have I am against songs that are just like, oh no, we're gonna follow the tempo. Right. Like, exactly. So why are we doing this? Like, right. you know, and right. Badu is an artist. Yes. Therefore, she cares about every single second of the record. And right. I think the song emphasizes that. Mm-hmm. So even even if it's like it's I don't want to say repetitive, like because repetitive sounds sounds like bad, but yeah. like that's mm. but I'm it's not bad. It works like it for just this song. works. Like it's necessary yeah. almost to just keep going on. Yeah, you know I, I dig it. Because like sometimes that's all that's all you can say. Yeah. Just repeat it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Haas, what's your next highlight? I listen. I'm rocking with in love with you. Really, I am, I am too. And really? I'm gonna and I'm gonna, gonna tell you. This. I want to tell you why. So I believe this is the only feature yeah. on this album. So like, uh, well, if you want to, I mean, only, boy, vocal feature, the only credited feature, right, only credited like vocal, right. like yeah. you know, more than you know, ad libs in the background. Mm-hmm. Got you. I, I mean, I'm gonna just tell y'all, I'm setting the scene. I'm, I'm back. It's my junior year. Like, uh oh, she I'm was cleaning, in love. I'm cleaning the crib. You know what I'm saying? And in <laughs> love with you comes on. I mean, I mean, I mean, I might have been. She was in love. It was possible. Ain't got you know, We're not going to drop names. <laughs> but I'm, I might could drop the name, but I'm not going to. Uh, oh, you, you, you might could mind your business. You ain't got to lie about Lizelle. Tell us about Lizelle, girl. No, but in love with you is like, it's it's raspy. You got that raspy voice. You got a Marley featured on here. If you think about, if you're going back to the art, the album art, you got the mm. RGB, you got the red, the gold, yeah. you know, you got the Rasta colors. Mm-hmm. You, she had just cut off her locks. Like, mm-hmm. it just feels like it's a whole bunch of right. things kind of like embodied in, in this one song, but... It's it's just a dope. I feel like it's an unconventional like duet. You know what I mean? Okay. Like she's she's talking about how she feels. Like I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I try, and then he and then he hops in. I just 
it's a vibe. It's it's yeah. an unconventional love song that you send to somebody that you really feel in. Like mm. that's that's my take on it. That's fair. The first time I heard this song was actually a remix, which I have not been able to find. But oh, the first wow. time I heard it was when um I got introduced to the Afrobeat parties in DC. Mm. But you know, the lunchbox theory yeah, with yeah, DJ yeah. Underdog, right? And yeah. DJ Underdog was putting out mixtapes. He had like an up tempo, not necessarily up tempo, but like he had like um a song that instead of this being like 60 BPMs, it's like a 120 BPM. Right. You know what I mean? And it was, so it was like, you could like dance to it. Uh-huh. Um, I can't find this record anywhere, but that was the first time I'd heard this. And then I had gone back to listen to this Underdog album. Underdog is the king of the, I can't find this record mm-hmm. anywhere. So shout out to him. But I feel, I feel like there was just like a consciousness too around this time, which is why Stephen Marley being featured was so important. Well, So that's the other thing too. One of those Marley brothers is either Steve Marley or Ziggy Marley fucking sucks i can't remember which one it is but one of them is not good well steven just does um does bob over again right like okay. he's the one that sounds the most like bob uh-huh. and so typically when they do like marley fest and stuff he's mm. the one who does the impressions of bob one okay. of them their albums Z- is just Z- like ziggy is like- the one that has all the albums he has like a whole bunch of albums is he good one. or is, is steve uh, one of them sucks though like it's like their music is just not good I, oh, I thought Damien had all the, the no, albums. Yeah, Damien is dope. Damien's amazing. Damien is dope. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was and, like, and Skip wait, Marley no. is cool too. Yeah. He's the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the next generation. One of, but one of those two. Maybe they, you're talking about Ziggy because Steven doesn't really have that many albums. He's okay. got, only got like two albums or something. Nevertheless, if it is Steve that's the bad one, he's not bad on this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate, I appreciate his appearance on this. Yo, y'all fun. just got to understand, like, like it's very difficult to get a compliment from Outlaw. So you just got to, you got to dig through and like, yes. and pluck it out. Yes. Like, you know, so, uh, so that was a compliment, shit. guys. So just let y'all know, yo. <laughs> so yeah, right. no, I, 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 I did this record as well. Um, All right, what's the next, the, is the next highlight the single? Uh, Well, so you have the radio single, but to be, to be mm-hmm. honest, like, I actually think the album version is better. Absolutely. Agree. Yeah. Agree. I think the album I, version I is better. I felt like the whatever was released. Because of the live element? It's just like, so here's the thing. Like, as a single, yes, it makes sense for them to do the, what do they call it? They call it the, uh, hold on, I think I have it here. The Bag Lady Chiba Sack Radio Edit, right? Okay. That makes sense as a commercial. radio single. Mm-hmm. It did but feel like, commercial. Just like within the context of the album. The album version is like this shit is dope. It's definitely yo. not as boring as the. As, I'm sorry, the the, the radio <laughs> single is kind of boring. Too. Yeah, yeah, but but that's the thing though. Yeah, the, the album version is yeah, an actual exactly. song. But I, I, I would like to say, I think it's boring for her. Yeah. But if you mm. still think about how she presented the visuals in this time oh, yeah, for yeah, this yeah, album, yeah. I mean uh-huh. for this particular single, it still was very unique and very different than that's what true. was what yeah. was being res- you know presented that's at true. the time. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, you're comparing her to herself. Then yes, I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. And then the album—I'm comparing the two songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Album, album joint vibes. It's just yeah. I, it's just a. I. It's an extra highlight for me because it is a superior song to the mm-hmm. radio edit, yeah. despite the fact that yeah. I think the radio edit works for radio. But like, yeah. nah, the, the album version is just—it's just a better piece of music. I just want to shout this particular sample. That Isaac Hayes yeah. sample is oh. incredible. Yeah, Literally everything that I've heard that has sampled this, I liked it. Like, so like it's so amazing. Mm. So is Times of Wasting for y'all a highlight? It's not for me. It's fine, but it's not a highlight for me. 
It's like it's cool. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Like, I like if it. it. If it was a person, I would acknowledge you. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> really? Like yeah. that? I'm like, hey, all right. To me, I really like the times of wasting into green eyes. Like I just into I, green eyes, absolutely. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about the transition. But, but solo, yeah, yeah. solo, it's just yeah, like okay. okay. Like it might have been. I yeah. would have let it rock, but I wasn't like rushing to listen all to right, it. Let me ask y'all this: If times of wasting was on New America, would we be saying this? Oh. I, I think it works on this album. But what I'm saying is. This song is just I right because this album is one oh, of the most amazing albums ever. Oh. If it was on an album that wasn't as amazing as this album is, would we be saying it's just I? Right? Like I think it's well, really but good. But it could go it could go either way because sometimes a greater album can make a mess song sound even better. Yeah. And sometimes that's a weaker true. album that's can true. make a mess song sound. That's true. Mm. But I'm not saying it's mess. I think, in this, I think yeah. in this case I was about to say new new America is a completely different exploration yeah. though, but yeah. True. But yeah. I think Times of Wasting is actually a really good song and it's just the fact that that's fair. It comes on the run that it comes on. It comes after Bag Lady, which is the most recognizable song mm-hmm. from, yeah. from this joint. And then before Green Eyes, which is yeah. Green Eyes. So my favorite part of it is, again, the breakdown. Mm-hmm. When it's just the, the repetitiveness mm-hmm. and that bass line. And then it's just the drums. It's, I love it. Like that. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, now okay. Now yeah. that we're, we're here. Okay. Yes. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> skipping over it. You're right. It's You're right. right. I, I will never skip over it. It's not a low light. It's definitely not a low light. Uh, to me, is I'm not saying it's a low light. It's just also a very. It's almost a little predictable. It's almost like the quintessential yeah. like neo soul, like whatever that, uh, whatever like the, those chords that they use yeah. and whatever inch keyboard they're using is like, oh yeah, this is like, <laughs> it's like oh yeah, like I I, I see this. And also when out. it starts, it's kind of unassuming. Like, yeah, you don't, it's definitely not. You don't really track. know where where she's gonna go by the end of the track. So. But I just I just love that about this album, man. No, I just so you know good. I think it's just amazing. so well paced, and it's like if if you were seeing her live. She she can't have a green eyes without a times of wasting like mm. like it that just it makes point. it makes sense where it is. Okay. Well, we 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 talked about green eyes, and I think that this is a highlight for all of us. My um, eyes this is so are... good. Look, I love the contrast <laughs> in the opening oh my two minutes. First of all, just talking about like musically, like the the the, the idea or the decision rather to go with that that kind of like you know. Not Ella Fitzgerald. I guess it'd be more um, Billy Holiday. Yeah, more Billy Holiday yeah. vibes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? With the with the with the trumpet, with the with the put the oh. plunger over it, whatever. Mm. Like that. You know, to go with that energy, which is like a denial energy, and then the 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 the, the very first line when the song actually grows and progresses, like mm-hmm. I'm insecure. It's like oh, like yo, like just speak to like your humanity because yeah. that's yeah, that's this, just so fucking real. This song is brilliant. Yes, yeah. it it's, is amazing. It's incredible. It's brilliant for so many different reasons, mm-hmm. and it, it it does start off very uh Billy Holiday, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but it it's that vulner. It's like peak vulnerability, mm-hmm. but it's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like listen, I'm fucked up. Like you got me mm-hmm. over here. I'm feeling away. I know I said my booty. You know, I know I had booty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know I was talking my shit on booty. Right. But then you have green eyes where it's just like you really become introspective. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if you can relate to it, you're introspective and you're like, listen, you're like, we're not together. I feel like it's about me. You yeah. know, I'm still trying to figure out how this is supposed to work. Yeah. But it also kind of represents this formula that she's developed. Because she featured it. She has another song that's very similar um, on, I think, New America 2, Undercover Over Lover, where it starts off one way, but it's still speaking about this vulnerability and then it's taking you on a journey. Mm. So you're just going to be in your feelings throughout the whole track and it's okay. Yeah. I think also, you know, when you you take it up a level and you just talk about the superficiality of this record as well as Booty, right? Like 
you know, green eyes is something that's seen as like, oh, it's attractive, it's exotic, yeah, it's X, yeah, Y, Z, yeah, yeah. right? And so she she starts off with that. So your expectation is like, oh, yeah, I'm stunting on y'all bitches or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then she's talking about her vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and she's talking about her insecurities. And I feel like with booty as well, right? Like Erica Badu has a big booty, yeah, right? But the song is not about that. Right. Yeah. The song is about your booty, not yeah. her booty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I just I really think it's dope how she explores these concepts but in a way where, like, when you first engage with it, you don't necessarily know where she's going. And then she takes you where she wants you to be. And it's even the wordplay. My eyes are green because I eat a lot of vegetables. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah. you fronting. Like, we, we, <laughs> come on, sis. Like, we, we know what it is. But even yeah. the song is like 10 minutes. Yeah. I've never felt like my 10 minutes were wasted listening nah, to man. this song. Yeah. That's that's another good thing about this album that I think it's like 70 minutes long, which mm-hmm. you and I typically think that's a little too long. Right. Don't really feel like that on this on this mm-hmm. record though. Yeah. It feels like a good good amount of time. For sure. I'm looking now at the 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 wiki page, right? And so it's talking about like all these bonus tracks. Mm-hmm. God damn, these things got a lot of bonus tracks. There's a Wait. Tyrone on it. There's Hollywood, drama, your pre- there's seven bonus tracks on this joint. I don't know that I've heard Hollywood. I'm not yeah. sure if I've heard. Th- this is uh the, the the Dutch edition bonus disc. Okay. <clears throat> there's seven okay. other tracks. Well, mm-hmm. So I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't have that drama. You know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have heard drama. Yeah. I should probably just see. I might want to go back. And look. I mean, they're probably good records. Yeah, I'm oh, sure. Oh, your precious love with D'Angelo. That's dope. That yeah. gotta be fire. It sounds fun. It, it was ill. It, it and Kadar Massenburg was one of the yeah. producers on this. No, it was it was amazing. Now, did you listen to any of her? I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that she's done interviews about this album because it's coming up on 20 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I would imagine that this would be a, a featured artist on Questlove's podcast. Did, did she feature at all? She yeah. wasn't on, on Questlove's podcast. Uh, and uh, I you, think you I sent me sent a, you something. You sent me a, a tweet. Yeah. She was talking I, about how this was uh, Electric Lady Land Studios and mm-hmm. she like yeah. she was like taking showers and like in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, like, was, like washing up with like like the kids in the bath. bathroom. Right, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. The whole bath. The whole bath. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all good. We could call it that. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it was it was it was like a, a small clip, and I don't know what the what the mm. interview was from. I, I, have, more I think she featured. I think she had the snippet on her Instagram. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things about her, just in general, is mm. obviously her medium is is music, but yeah. she is very much an artist and she's a storyteller. Yeah, she mm. is. So if you follow her page on IG, like the way she tells stories, even her little short films and little, mm. like it's just always it's That's something to to check out. That's yeah, I, I I fucks with Badu. Mm-hmm. I just I fucks with her. That's all I can say. How like, can you not? I know she's like <laughs> it, it's it's you know that versus battle. If I'm being if I'm being actually a if I'm being really objective. Jill Scott definitely punched above her weight in a way that I probably wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. I think I just went into that battle just like, look, it's Badu, it's not close. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think I approached even that episode when we were talking about it with some unfair biases. But like I can't yeah. fucking help it because <laughs> it's Badu. Like yeah. yeah. And I yeah. and I, I feel like Badu came into that joint the same way you did. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like she seemed like she walked Yo. in and was like, all right, girl, all right, yeah, what you gonna play? All right, I'm gonna play this. Oh, I love you too. All right, all right. <laughs> And the, Jill was like, Lee Jill was like, oh my god, I love you. Yeah. I've been preparing for this for two weeks. And Erica's yeah. like, yeah, you great, girl. All right, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get into this track. I'm gonna have my Bruce Lee in the background. Yeah, no, that was that was great. That was great. I I gotta go back and watch that joint again. It was yeah. amazing. 
So, you know, I, unless you guys have anything else to add, I don't have anything else to add other than thank you for Erica Badu for just being, thank you to Erica Badu for yes. just being as amazing as she is. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's really it. I don't have anything else. I think for folks that haven't heard this album in a while, and we say this a lot, but it's yeah. true. It's it, This came out 20 years ago. So yeah. if you haven't heard this album in a while, go back and listen to it again. It's amazing. It's so yeah. solid. I rode around in the car, didn't skip, listened to it in the shower. Yeah. Did, like, it's yeah. just, it's that... It's good background music, but it's also just it's good music to just sit with and live with. Facts. Look, that's that's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast because, you know, I tend to try to listen to new music, whether that be music that's just being released, mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be hip hop, could be whatever, or just music that I haven't heard before, right? Mm -hmm. But this gives me an excuse and sometimes i'll go back to listen to these albums anyway but like this gives me an excuse to actually like go back and like really listen to it yeah. and it's just like man like i fucking like love these records y'all. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like when we did the biggie episode i, oh, I listened man. to i listened to ready to die and life after death for like just for like three weeks even Facts. after even after i was done editing Facts. i was just still listening Facts. to it i'm gonna continue to listen to this when we listened to when we did the the, the badu versus jill scott mm -hmm. i went back to listen to Badu's catalog. Mm -hmm. So this is like my second time within like the three or four, three or four months, really sitting. I don't know how long. What was that? Was that April? That sounds. Right. It feels so yeah. long ago. It feels That's so right. many. Whatever so that years was. Ago. Whenever that was. <laughs> yeah. This is my second time. Like three years back. ago in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is a smooth decade. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. <laughs> this is my second time going back to like really sit with this album, just digest it, and just enjoy it. And yeah. Just, yeah. This is. This, so good. I do think it is interesting. I think you said this album was like your, essentially a gateway into the other releases. Did you say that? Well, it was uh, Mama. It was uh, the Worldwide Underground. Oh, Worldwide. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. What do you mean? What do you mean? Gateway? Well, no. I, I was just gonna say that I feel like this is the gateway to even if you weren't rocking with Baduism, I think mm. it's a great introduction to kind of like go either way in terms yeah. of her catalog. Mm. I I think that this is her. I think this is her best album. Mm -hmm. Um, I what I was saying about New World Under. Uh, worldwide underground, one, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, worldwide <laughs> under, yeah, is that um, that was a departure from the neo soul, and to me that was evidence okay. that like she gotcha. was an artist who was growing. Okay, got you, got you. Yeah, um, but yeah. I mean, like you even see, you even see like signs of it here, like the fact that like D'Angelo didn't have any rock records. Yeah. Music Soul Child and Jill Scott, they didn't have any rock records. No. Penitentiary is a rock record. We know mm. how you feel about Yeah, so I'm going to keep talking about penitentiary yeah. philosophy. That's just dope. I think that's just you because honestly, y'all yeah. fucking hating. That's because, I, because I don't honestly, disagree, yeah, but yo, yeah. If you listen to D'Angelo and the Vanguard, yeah. you know, there are some records that experiment in, in, the, rock, in the rock area. 15 so I, I think, years you know, after the fact. I'm talking about in yeah, 2000. But like, D'Angelo has had his own personal struggles that Absolutely. are well documented. Yeah. So, you know, it's not about the fact that he wouldn't have experimented. It's Ooh. just the fact that he just didn't put out music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I did see somewhere that... Um, people compared Mama's Gun to his voodoo. Like it was, they were comparable well, yeah. in, essentially. In it was the, the same time frame. Yeah. yeah. That, but I mean, but even just in terms of like the musicality and, and just the experimentation and mm -hmm. kind of the departure. I mean, Brown Sugar was Brown Sugar. Right. Voodoo was very much like, yeah. you know, so yeah. Yeah. I'm not and, mad at the comparison. And I mean, I, I think I've talked about this on this podcast, but you know, to get us from Brown Sugar to voodoo, you know, there was a period of time where, you know, it was a couple of years where, where, where D'Angelo was like, I can't make music. Mm -hmm. I can't create. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he stepped away. He started gigging. Mm -hmm. And then he went from gigging to he made an album of covers. Mm -hmm. And that's where we got that cruising song that everybody uh. talks about, the D'Angelo version of cruising. Cruising right? is on Brown Sugar, though. 
but but I think he, I think he did it on the um his the album that he put out after after that was definitely oh, on thought, it's track seven Cruz on Brown Sugar. On, yeah. He, yeah, Shaq but seven. he, but he, he put out, he put out, uh, uh, he put out like a mixtape, a mixtape of uh-huh. like him redoing a whole bunch of different records. Gotcha. And he was saying that he couldn't create original music. And so he had to create like a whole project of just other people's music. Mm-hmm. And then he studied their music and then it made him feel like he could create again. And mm-hmm. that's why there's five years between Brown Sugar and Voodoo is because he couldn't yeah. create Ooh, anything. But we're not mad. Yeah. I'm not mad. Yeah, it was amazing. Um... Yeah, and it, it definitely is track seven. I just checked. <laughs> okay. I know my I know my brown sugar. <laughs> All right. So um let's y'all have anything else to add. I think that should wrap it up for this episode. Yeah, no, I'm good. Nah. Right, thank you very much for thank for you all for having me again. Yeah, and thank you for, for, for guest appearing and thank you to Erica Badu for making this beautiful thank you, masterpiece. Erica. Yeah. And Nobody does Badu heard like you do. In a while, please go check it out. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.